It's my new favorite thing. You loud bitch. I'm a loud bitch. I'm a rude bitch. Here we go. All right. Anybody else? I'll, I'll take. I mean, all right. Hey, hey. You gotta keep I got, it real, Jimmy. I got, a, I got a glass of water that I need to drink. Yes, you do. <laughs> and some cherry blom bounce. We bounce. learned cherry blom. blom. We learned an important lesson today, dear listeners, and it's that when we um, decide that that we're going to live stream watching the episode. First of all, there's a totally decent chance that this isn't going to be funny at all because we've already shot our wad. Second, um, we're all drunk, but Janine is hammered. You know, the worst, like, like the, the worst thing that I, my like pet peeve of any sort of drinking experience is when people go, no, no, Aaron, pardon me, Janine is really drunk. <laughs> And I can't say that that's not true right now. Yeah, because it is. Well, you know, you have to remember. So shout out to Monique, who uh, was one of the people who was watching one of our like 27 live feeds. By the way, thanks to everybody who uh, tuned into one of the 97 different social media platforms on which we live stream when we couldn't get the YouTube thing to work. Anyway, Monique on Facebook said, I think it was Monique, and if it's not, now I'm going to feel bad. I'm pretty sure it was Monique. Said, I have to watch this with my mother later. <laughs> There's not enough booze. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Like, Sorry, Monique. And it was a little bit like that. Like, I mean, like, do you have to? As know? a reminder, the last two episodes that Janine has watched with us are the wedding and then 10 minutes of um the reckoning that's the that's the one that starts with the spanking and ends with the fireside fucking yeah, right i yes. saw that yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and we did the fireside fucking jesus then we watched the season two finale which is light on the sex until you get to the end and then it's like a cry fuck yeah and then this guy so um and gene is so very lonely <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, just hold on. like just kills it. Keep just talking. I think I made a mistake with my living room door. Just a minute. Keep going. So, um, so basically, to cope with the fact that it was just like sexual tension, sexual tension, sexual tension, sexual te- tension, fucking, sexual tension, fucking, <laughs> sexual tension, fucking. Uh, Janine got shit canned on on zombies infidel. Zombies in. Zombies in. <laughs> And on uh, some nice empirical beer, empirical brewery, and a little exploring bit, the science of beer, and a little bit of, and and this is the special guest for this week. Um, it's not quite fair to call them a podcast sponsor because um, they didn't know that's what they were doing. But uh, we have to thank Rogers Park Social for a bottle of Mammoth Distillings Cherry Bounce Reserve. Now out there. Um, on that, I don't know, if I were to reference Cherry Bounce on literally any other uh, podcast or platform, everyone would go, what the fuck is Cherry Bounce? But because I bet probably a third to a half of you have read the books and some of you have read them more than once, you all know exactly what the fuck Cherry Bounce is. And I swear to God, we're drinking Cherry Bounce right now. Uh, and I just told these two, if I learned anything from the Outlander books, it's that Jamie Fraser can get you off in 60 seconds. And if I learned anything else, it's that Cherry Bounce will give you a hangover. So we're, we're 
proceeding with caution, except for Janine, who is no. proceeding with no caution. No at caution. All. No <laughs> caution. You'll get a you'll get a text tomorrow. You're gonna be so fucking sorry, man. Listen, I <laughs> my class tomorrow evening is nothing but us just doing classwork. I'm in a graduate fucking program. What the fuck am I fucking so doing? Have you tried Wait. this yet? <laughs> Not yet, but I will. Hold on. It's oh, it's so good. good. So you don't have to get up in the morning. Is that no. what you're telling me? Then fuck you. Never mind. Get I gotta drunk. go. I gotta go to the fucking library because my computer's broken. Oh, okay. Yeah. Broken. So- uh, drunk. <laughs> See, told you. Uh, anyway, seriously, thanks to everybody who tuned in live. I'm gonna drink. Some, let's all drink some cherry bounce for a moment. Oh, wait, let's just make this really official. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Cheers, cheers, okay, cherry bounce. Hmm. Mm. Welcome to Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hi. And we today are talking about season three, episode six of Outlander, called. A Malcolm. A, just just a Malcolm. A Malcolm will do. <laughs> One Malcolm. Malcolm. You know what's funny? Ya. This is the second. A Malcolm will do ya. <laughs> it's funny is this is the um, second week in a row that I've gotten to make a Doctor Who reference when I do this on the Doctor Who podcast because there's an episode of Doctor Who called Planet of the Dead, the worst Doctor Who episode title ever, maybe, in which a scientist names a unit of measurement or speed, I don't really remember, Malcolm's after himself. So it's one Malcolm, a Malcolm. Anyway. <laughs> what? Which one is that? It's the one where the bus ends up on the desert planet with the hot thief. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's n- not a great episode. No, it isn't. Now I got a bunch of Doctor Who fans mad at me. Shout out to everybody said they're going to start listening to debating Doctor Who. I want you to know there's a lot less swearing, and I'm usually sober. So, <laughs> a very different show. It is a very different show. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot less fucking. <laughs> Just a lot. Anyway. We are all blessed for that. Anyway, Patty. So um, there was a lot of buildup for this episode, and it's a great one for us to talk about, first of all, because we all just watched it together, and that's really amazing, but also because, Julie, there are so many mouth sounds right now. No, don't do that. No, it's so good, though. To poor Jen Lander Drunklin. No, it's so good. I'm moving away. Um, don't do it. Just, just let us hear your mouth sound. <laughs> no. Man. <laughs> Janine's got some things. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, you just watched this episode. He's got some So, got some I want to thank the two listeners who reached out and told us we definitely should start with the last 10 minutes of the previous episode um, because we hadn't watched yet and they wanted to make sure that Janine saw the faint from Claire's perspective. So, thank you to Kiki slash Dot and to Dr. J, aka Dr. Julie, who <laughs> is teaching us fundamentals. Nice. Um, um, I, Dr. J, I need you to know something. Oh, no, I think it was Jen. Was it Jen? Now, I'm, now I don't know who it was. It was pe- nice people. I'm checking. Go ahead. <laughs> Regardless, yesterday was my company picnic, and we were at the vice president of my company's house, and he has a half court basketball court built in his yard for his kids. And it's like this weatherproof plastic. It, anyway, it was really nice. Oh, it was Alana, the breastfeeding mom. All right, hi, Alana, Alana. Thank you for letting us know. Dot, thank you for letting us know. But Dr. Doc, J. Dr. J. Is... No, Dr. J gave us the heads up about the um, about the drunk cast Easter egg. Yeah. Well, um, Dr. Which Dr. J, we'll that story to. is just for you. So my husband, who cannot not be on a basketball court if there is one around, had to get a basketball <laughs> and play around for a minute. And so I was calling shots to him at one point. And by this point, we were probably at least four beers down at my company picnic. And I'm like, Skyhook. And he like went around and did, he's like, Ooh, I'll send door. 
which for those of you who don't know is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then he, he made his guy hook. And then I was like, yeah, that was really good. What's Dr. J's shot? And Neil goes, Dr. J, don't. And that was it. <laughs> and I was like, so Dr. J, man. And he's like, I can't, I can't dunk. The first thing that happened when we got there too, is we asked the guy whose house it was. We're like, do you dunk on your kids? He's like, all the time. Listen, I think that's when my dad put a um, basketball hoop on our driveway and yeah. then set it at six feet. So that he could dunk on you? <laughs> Straight nuts to the face? <laughs> Speaking of nuts to the face, this episode of Outland. Yeah. Oh, hey. That's not true. There was actually no uh, female to male oral sex in this episode. But not the other way. Yeah, no, I, I want to get there. Uh, Are you hungry? Speaking of, I think this was also <laughs> Monique. At, oh, when wait, we were streaming on Facebook. Mm-hmm. When we were streaming on Facebook at like... God, I don't know, three minutes before this happened. <laughs> Monique said, here it comes, girls. And I was like, what on earth could she be talking about? And then that happened. I was like, yeah! That's what she's talking about. Yes, that's what we all cheered. Um, so before we get to, because this is mostly the story of Claire and Jamie reuniting and mm-hmm. them finding out about each other's lives. Uh, so I figure it might be useful to talk about the things that are not that first. So to talk about the characters that we meet or meet again, and to talk about that ending, and then we can, and then we can just talk about the fucking and the not fucking. Yeah. All right. All okay. Right. Um, so uh, there are some people that <laughs> we see and meet. Uh, the first one is a stone cold French fox. Mm. Julie, talk to me about Adult Fergus. Adult Fergus is um, very well cast. Will you look at the actor's name? Yes, I will. Allison just picked up her phone. Um, I, I had seen. Yeah, I had seen something of this on Twitter this week. Twitter. <laughs> on the Twitter. <laughs> and it was very clear that they were moving forward with an adult Fergus. And I was happy about that because great. And also really well cast. Like you could 100% imagine Roman Baru growing up to look like this. And so Fergus appears. And that's great. He's an adult. He's very handsome. And he's got a wooden hand. So that's how I feel about Fergus. <laughs> okay, but let's talk about let's talk about the scene. Oh, what happens in this scene? Wooden thumbs up, man. Wooden thumbs up. <laughs> they are in the um, market. It's after Claire has. It's after Claire and Jamie have had kind of their first conversation, and he's one hundred percent sure she's not a fucking spirit. <laughs> and they go to the farmers market or whatever, <laughs> and they're walking around, and they run into Fergus. I don't really remember if. It was made clear in that scene why he's there, or he, it's a market. It's it's one. Of yeah, those I know, things, but yeah. like he lives in Edinburgh now. Like, was that explained? Not really. But well, it's Fergus. I think yeah. a, a big part of this is yeah, we're not we're not really supposed to know, but okay. I do think that it is implied that Fergus is involved with Jamie's business. Business. And it, if you'll remember, can we, can we call the printing press the business and call the other shit the business? No, okay. I mean, can we? I mean, sure. Why not? Um, sh- should we? <laughs> Maybe um, not. Maybe not. Now we will. <laughs> um, now we will. Anyway, so it's. I feel like that scene is kind of about three things, right? It's about this. <laughs> gosh, I mean, you are wasted. Um, it's about. Uh, Fergus seeing um, Claire. Sorry, I'm trying to like. <laughs> 
You're, you're doing about 40 I'm things at once. I'm trying to be the fucking grown up in the room and find out who the fuck plays adult Fergus at the same time. Listen. Anyway. Listen. Too many things. Let's all just be children. <laughs> nope. 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 So, um... Uh, so he sees her for the first time in many years. They were essentially his parents. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's that, but you can tell from the look on his face. And Julie, I'm just going to remind you again to not talk about spoilers till we get to Je suis Baudet. I won't. You can see from the look on his face that there is something that gives him pause. Mm-hmm. And there is plenty of reason for that. Where the fuck did this bitch go? And why is she coming back now? That is mm-hmm. a perfectly reasonable question to ask. And one that gets asked a lot in this episode. Yep. Um, so that makes perfect sense. That's one. Two, uh, why the fuck do you look exactly the same age? Who the hell is your surgeon, bitch? There's that. That's an important question. Um, and she, then, she does, though. And then there seems to be something else that's unsaid, and that will be sort of a recurring theme, is that there are things going on, and, and basically we're surrogate Claire in this episode, because Jamie doesn't find out all that much about her life, but we know a lot about her life and almost nothing about Jamie's life from the time that he left Hellwater to now. Mm-hmm. So we see grown-up Fergus and we see his wooden hand and he is a stone-cold French fox. We. Oui. He's a not-dick fox. He's a... Um, um, uh, just a fox fox? Fox just fox. we uh, big dick? <laughs> we don't know that. We have we no don't information know about that. that. We have no information about that, but I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Anyway, he looks good is what we're saying. He's grown into um, himself. But and as overjoyed as he is, there's some sort of worry. And he and uh, Jamie and Fergus have a brief conversation about uh, Jamie needs to talk to Ned Gowan. At that point, I expected Julie to stand up and scream with joy, and she did not. And I was very confused. I was excited that Ned Gowan was back, but I also was a little bit surprised that he would still be alive. Well, so is Claire. This mm-hmm. is book shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire finds out that Ned Gowan is alive later. We'll probably see this, but in the book. Claire's very surprised that Ned Gowan is still alive, but you know what? That man is fueled by the law and nothing but the law. <laughs> Love for the law. And he's constantly surrounded by fine fat pigs, so his diet's been great. <laughs> his diet's been excellent. That's awesome. He knows how to eat he knows to eat his greens because he spent some time with a modern woman. And um <laughs> and he's been smoking that um whatever willow bark asthma or whatever. Weed. Yeah, asthma, asthma weed. weed. <laughs> asthma weed, whatever with um soft something. I don't remember soft what the fuck metal. it was. Metal something. something. He smokes his pipe and he's like you wouldn't think smoke at a pipe would be good for the house. And then no one's great. Somehow Rastafarian in that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Janine is the one who's always telling us not to put our elbows on the and table. I just fucking elbowed the shit out of this table. <laughs> yeah, Jesus but Christ. you know what? It could have been worse. You could have licked your elbow. Oh. Is that a good point to, to transition to one of the other new characters we met? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we are very on board for adult Fergus. And I thought that was a great scene. And I can't mm-hmm. wait to come back. One of the new characters we met. Mr. Willoughby, E. Tia Cha. Um, who, good lord, I was very nervous about this character. We will be talking to him about him more in Je suis spoiler. But uh, that was another new character we met this week when um, Claire and Jamie go to the world's end to. You're welcome, bitches. <laughs> you know what? I want to see you try. I didn't know. That, I didn't know that that's what I needed, but it was one hundred percent what I needed. <laughs> you say it. The world's end. The world's end. The world's end. Anyway, they go to the world's end <laughs> because Jamie has an appointment with a douchebag. With Simon Pegg. 
it's at the world's end. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. 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 No. No. So um, (laughs) while that's happening, Claire has a chat with an associate of Jamie's. We don't know exactly what kind of associate or what he does. We just know he's an associate. Uh, And it's Mr. Willoughby, a.k.a. Etienne Chong, I think, Um, who in the books is a very complicated character that I have been dreading seeing on screen because I just didn't know that there was a way to do it without it coming across as super duper racist. (laughs) Uh, And it does not, I don't think. Mm -mm. He seemed, it's that my impression was of a, an intelligent, but troubled and very drunk man. Was that what you got? Yes, that is what I got. Um, And I, and he seemed so sad, which I think is a really important key to the character. I mean, this is a person who uh, is obviously out of um, his home country for reasons that we don't yet know, um, and who seems to be craving human companionship and also maybe elbow companionship. (laughs) But so you were saying in the book, or did Jen mention that? In the book, it's feet. feet. Yeah. That's, um, that's a big difference. That's really interesting. Um, I once saw this show when I lived in Portland. Oh, are we supposed to drink every time that we say in the books? Was that the other one? I, I don't know. Let's do it it's, again. Okay. What are our drink games? It's oh shit and... Well, we're in not going to get many oh shits because you said them all already. So I don't, I don't, in the books. It might happen again. Don't it worry. could happen. <laughs> um, God, that's good beer. I can't remember the name of this play, but it was... Um, it essentially was following three women in different times and periods in history. And one of them was a Chinese woman in like the 1600s with uh, bound feet was a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Foot binding, obviously. And that was a weird, it, one of the scenes that had to do with her was about her husband smelling her foot wraps. Oh, like that was oh. a, that oh. was a thing that oh. was a, weird kind of well weird may not be the right word but it something you wouldn't think about like a turn on a kink a kink that we would not really know um in the books it is implied (laughs) that mr willoughby likes to fuck feet but he also likes to smell and wash them like he has a foot fetish Mm -hmm. and he spends a lot of time in the fur in these first early interactions with claire offering to wash her feet or any number of other things there's another big change that we'll be able i'm predicting that we'll talk about in the spoiler um that if it happens we'll also sort of change the character but Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so there was that, there was in the, in the books, it's, um, he speaks very broken English. Mm-hmm. And when you read it, is it like, was it like spelled out? Mr. Willoughby, watch, wash uh, first wife. Nope. Like that. Um, first wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. shut up. Well, that, that's, a, that's, that's something. No, okay. I didn't say that. No, I, just say mis- that. I just mispronounced no, a word. Uh, I mispronounced yeah, I, I, I honorable. Know, yeah, but Julie, I'm not know. concerned about you, bitch. No I'm not concerned about you, bitch. No okay. No um, wash honorable wife's feet. <laughs> no, that's horrible. Uh, I know. It's, it's well, and you know, Diana Gabaldon is not a fucking racist. She's not. And... There are people who left their home countries, traveled to countries where they didn't live, Mm -hmm. who then didn't speak English and had a hard time learning it. I mean, that's still true. You go anywhere in the world. I mean, fuck it. If I went to Germany right now, (laughs) I'd be like, Berliner? (laughs) 
Strafe. Berlin actually is pretty easy because they speak English all the time. I'd say, wie Melodien sieht est mir, which is lyrics from an art song that I sang in high school. I could say, like, das is good, and I could say, das boot, and I could say, das boot is all I got. And I could say, like, du, du hast. Du hast. Do hast balloons? <laughs> Sorry. You're right. It's it's a fair oh. point to be made. That good if, Nacht. I could say good Nacht. Mm-hmm. I can anyway. say eine kleine Nacht music. <laughs> anyway, point being, German is a beautiful language that none of us speak. Um, <laughs> however, there are these stereotypes of people traveling to English-speaking countries and then, like, learn to speak fucking English, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you combine, like... The foot obsession, and he's tiny, and he's constantly wasted, and it just is uncomfortable. It's just, it just feels super racist. Too many, too many um, tropes. And yeah. on the page, yeah. uh, you can put a bunch of complexity into the narrative that's right there. Like it's non-negotiable. You can see it because it's on the page. On the screen, it's you open to a great deal of interpretation and mm-hmm. what you're presented with visually is then what you have forever. So I was so nervous about this character and how it was going to play. And Oh my God, it was such a relief. Okay, good. It was such a relief. So I'm very pleased with this particular development. Um, and it just seems so sad. Mm-hmm. And then he said that Jamie saved him. Yeah. And that'll be complicated later. So, um, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then there's young Ian. Yes, let's talk about young Ian Murray. I, I was very excited because at first when he came into the room, I thought maybe he was Jordy and I was going to throw Jordan something de, at the oh, television César screen. Cesar Domboy. That's, that's Is adult that old Fergus. Cesar Domboy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, young Ian came in and at first I thought he was Jordy, which was weird because he could, they kind of resemble each other a little bit, those actors do. But then the minute he opened his mouth and he wasn't an enormous asshole, I realized it wasn't Jordy. <laughs> and then when he mentioned that he was Ian and Jenny's son, I was like, oh, young Ian. Oh, my God. And then I realized what great casting it yeah, is. So this actor's name is John Bell. Um, he apparently was in one of the 97 Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the constant string of Hobbit movies for one very short book. <laughs> anyway, um, God, he really does look like a cross between Stephen Curry and Laura Donnelly, doesn't mm-hmm. he? I got to mm-hmm. say though that Jamie during most of this, uh, most of the opening, felt like a Hobbit when he put on his, put on his capris after <laughs> and then his little readers. They look so comfy those they, capris, very much so. Also, I couldn't kept th- I couldn't help but think that he was a Hobbit. <laughs> A hobbit that could do anything except... Be short? And uh, travel on boats. Yes. <laughs> Wait, aren't hobbits bad on boats? They I are. hobbits bad, bad actually boats. Oh my bad god, Jamie's a goddamn fucking Jamie's giant a hobbit. hobbit? He's, he's a giant hobbit. <laughs> he loves second breakfast. He does love second breakfast, especially if it's a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. All right, so hold on. Young Ian. Young Ian is the next new character that I wanted to talk about. God, his what scene a charming was, scene. His scene was very short, but it was very impactful, and he packed a, managed to pack a lot in in a very short time. So I'm excited to see how his character develops. Do you live in a din? <laughs> so that was cool. And then uh, do we need to talk Hold about Hold on. I just I just want to say in addition to him looking just like him um the disbelief and like 
not quite joy, but what seems to be happiness that's probably probably related to knowing how Jamie feels, and then this hesitation that was also present in Fergus, and outright confusion, mm-hmm. and then just a sense of like, yeah, um, okay, all right, Jamie's Claire or whatever the hell yeah. he says, Jamie's, Jamie's wife, woman, Jamie's wife. woman, wife. I got, I gotta go, and then he leaves. <laughs> With this perfect little face, I'm very... So, this will probably not come to you as a spoiler, because why, in an episode where we meet so few characters and spend so little time with anyone who isn't Jamie or Claire, Mm -hmm. uh, would we spend that much time with this person? And we'll probably not surprise you to know that he is a major character moving Mm -hmm. forward. Well, that's Um, good, because he's he's very charming. biggest new characters we've met so far this season, without question. Coinface and baby Ian. Yes, and Mm -hmm. then, you know... There's the kid, so there's that too. I, oh yeah, yeah. but uh, well, that's, I, but that's different. That's a different story. Okay. Um, and then does the madam matter? Madam like, Jean, she's not a huge role, but yeah. Okay, so we met her, and she warns a French French accent every now and then. That's well, that's true. So um, this is in the book. <laughs> And I have to admit that my interpretation of this book specifically is colored a little bit by the fact that um, I have listened also to the audiobooks, which we've mentioned before, um, which are read by a performer named Davina Porter, who's fucking amazing. (laughs) She's so good. Um, But her Madame Jean is so pissed when Jamie brings, oh, sorry, loud noise, when Jamie brings a woman to the brothel because it's an insult to the prostitutes. And then then Mm -hmm. it's not that she's pissed that he brought a wife, which is what is in the show, which I think is a completely valid interpretation. In the books, she's like, what? Why would you bring your wife here? Why would you bring her here? We're my fucking whole house. <laughs> just like, but what? You're, and also, you're married? What? Uh, just for kicks. This is, um, I don't think I'll give anything away. This is from the, the fifth book. Just real quick. He shook his head and took a drink of milk. <laughs> I didn't ken a great deal, auntie. But I have seen one man die, as I told you. That, by the way, was young Ian. Um... Anyway, her Scottish accent's real good. It is really and in good. In a Jamie voice, you f- just forget that it's um, an older English lady, and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, long-time listeners will remember that one time we played what it sounds like to listen to an Outlander audiobook and play Pokemon Go at the same time. I remember that. <laughs> um, but wait, you guys, did you uh, have you recently read that maybe Pokemon Go was used to fuck with our election? I saw that, and let's maybe move on. Okay, yeah. Because so, it's too depressing. I don't want to. Very it right now. depressing. I've, I had my own cherry bounce. <laughs> yeah, come on. I'm good. Time for some more cherry bounce. I've guys. been drinking it. Uh, let me just help this along. Oh shit! Cheers. Mm. <laughs> it tastes a little bit like Robitussin. It oh, does. No, no, it does. It does. If Robitussin tasted like way. this, no. I would be totally tussin all the time. This this reminds me of high school. Oh, you know what? That's fair. I mean, it's a little classier than that. It reminds me of Chambord that's not quite as sweet. Mm-hmm. It would be really good over ice with some soda water and a squeeze of lemon. It would be very good that way. Be really. Uh, next time, because you know what? There's plenty left, bitch. <laughs> um, so, young Ian, huge thumbs up from reader and non-reader and <laughs> once a season episode watcher. Uh, like. a, a once a moment. 
Uh, we need a good time, uh, like a good. Never mind, everyone. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand, uh, Janine here <laughs> always drinks when we do, but usually at a more conservative rate. <laughs> and usually when we show up to, to him, usually to when him. we show up to record, we're already half in the bag, and he hasn't had anything to drink <laughs> today. Instead, he housed a bottle of red wine. It was but, a really good red wine. I, I, think was, I think he was done with it within about thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Put it on his tombstone. It was a really good. Wed wine. <laughs> oh god, there's two cookies left. Okay. Eat one. So, so wait. Okay. So we don't really need to talk about the matter. Well, uh, um, good-looking woman. Yeah. Fine interpretation. Lots of poise. The Joker. scene with the prostitutes, straight from the book. Almost all of it, except for one bit that's also straight from the book, but from another part of the book. Anyway. Was the woman's secret in there? The put a finger up his butt. Yes. Sweet. Literally, that was. That's a really good piece of advice. <laughs> So anyway, so wait, <laughs> no, so find him on Tinder, ladies. <laughs> who was who was another new character? The guy at the very end and Jordy, right? Or those yeah, really so the only t- two? Yeah, and they're more minor, but they're mm-hmm. but we should still talk about them. So uh, Jordy, it is goiter dick bag. But that's probably I'm gonna guess that's a rap on Jordy. You think so? Like, how did he even get? Speaking of rap, how did he even get wrapped up with Jamie? Like, why is he there? He works in the print shop. Is we're, he... we're talking about Boyle? Yeah, well, the goiter guy. Yeah. So first of all, I need you to know this because it just fills me with so much joy. Of all the things, that goiter is not in the book. That is an invention of the series. <gasps> the Boyle? The, the goiter, yeah. The goiter is not in the book. Oh, man. Well, why Why would they do that? He comes in. Oh, the only thing just... Shorty does in the book is he comes in and he's like, when Jamie's got his pants off and they're kissing. Yeah. Um, because he sits in the edel pot. It's all straight from the book. He comes in and he's like, that's it. I quit. One thing to work for a papist. It's fine. I mean, you're going to hell, but it's fine. But I will not be party to orgies. It is not even known. And then he leaves, and then Jamie laughs so hard he cries. <laughs> but, uh, but why did they invent no the quitter? I mean, because, first of all, because we're dick. talking about it right now. You're right. That's right? true. Second, because that's, then there's the tension. I think it was a really easy way to illustrate the tension between Jamie's professional life and Jamie's quote-unquote professional life. Wait, right? And they also, I mean, uh, from the book, because uh, they also, also offered us two different perspectives of the experience of seeing them re- reunite. Mm-hmm. And so he offered a, a foil to a degree to allow us to say, you know, Joy, uh, God damn it, Jamie, oh, I'm so drunk, everybody, sorry. Uh, Jamie's saying, hey, where'd you go? You go to fucking Glasgow and mm-hmm. to get this shit. And like, we had to be introduced to that character in that moment for that mo- that thing. So like, in a yep. way, it's like, there's a piece of that where they just, we're like, and let's give him a goddamn fucking boil on his goddamn let's neck. Let's give him a goiter. Is that, what's a goiter? <laughs> goiter is an iodine deficiency that ends up swelling your thyroid gland. Is that oh. correct? So it's like this big um, bulbous thing hanging off of your throat, but it's caused by an iodine deficiency. So it's not, it's not like a boil. No, no. It is like a swollen gland. He it just, is, he's just missing some goddamn fucking meat. He needs some table salt. Allison. Oh, sure. <laughs> too sweet. Oh, too wait. Sweet? She can't open it. No, I'll I open can't. it. Um, so I'm gonna move over my water real quick. Uh, somebody write him a prescription for some NACL. 
Um, anyway, uh, I think the other important thing is that uh, you don't get their names here, but the two men at the beginning are from Ardsby Prison. Mm-hmm. You know that because they call him McDo, McDo. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, you know, you're not supposed to come to the print shop, which is how we know. And you should go do these other things. And when you go to this bar, don't flirt with the girls and don't do this and don't do that because you shouldn't get fucking killed. Uh, so that's how, and, and first clue that he's on another business. Team. Right. Yeah. And they, they aren't supposed to be there and have a combative relationship with his, you know, on the up and up employee, um, on the up and up and With, goiter employee. Do you think he would be considered the apprentice? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Like, oh, a print. Oh, Come on, you guys. It was right there. Anyway, I really... I'm off my game. I don't... I'm having a hard time on... I appreciate your grossness. uh, Because we are working off of uh, phones and not the computer today. I'm having a hard time finding that actor's name. So I'm really sorry. But the guy who plays... The guy who plays Jordy... it's really quick, but he does a really nice job, and he's literally in tears because he's so disgusted by the orgy <laughs> happening in the print shop. Listen, I've, I've organized orgies. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you walked into your job and your boss, who you already think is going to hell, and you believe in hell and care about these things, let's pretend that's a part of it, too, right? Like, So given number one, you believe in hell. Given number two, you care about people going to hell. Given number three, you already think your boss is going to hell, and then you walk in, and he's not wearing pants and making out with a woman you've never seen before. <laughs> that is a hostile work environment. There's a lot of givens in that situation. Yeah, I have some questions. But, I mean, those are, that's the, <laughs> that's the situation. First of all, if you walked into your, okay, just, you walked into your office and your boss was not man, wearing pants and making it with the university before. Come on. Technically, Come on. I'm my own boss, so that just means that's me. Okay. Yeah. No, for me, it's a very vivid image and it's not a welcome one. So, what I'm saying is, what, so wait, are you calling me Jordy? <laughs> We are all je, je, je suis Jordi. <laughs> Come on, that so would be that would not be a great situation to be in. No, anyway. I agree with that. Uh, and no. then, even if I was doing so that, so then the guy at the me. end, who we will learn more about in the future. So there's a mm-hmm. threatening figure at the end, and he was threatening. That's mm-hmm. about all I got. And then Dorcas and the other prostitutes, who I thought were all very charming. Yes, that was a cute um, scene. Yes, and that again is straight from the books, minus the bit with the sponge, which is also from the books, but from a different part of the books. Very faithful adaptation mm-hmm. so now the fucking no that's not true <laughs> um so julie do you want to take us through when we're talking about jamie and claire what happens in this episode how okay. do we start so we start with jamie's perspective a day in the life of alexander, alexander malcolm alexander malcolmton where he gets up and goes to work just like it's every other day and it's not like his future traveling wife is just gonna show up out of fucking nowhere and then boom there she is. So we get to see the last five minutes of Freedom and Whiskey, but from Jamie's perspective, which is really interesting. Um, Sam does some great face acting <laughs> when he's hearing her for the first time. It's like Oh, it's, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was very it's good. It's like ghostly. And it also shows you that he's drinking something, which you couldn't really tell from Claire's perspective, which becomes important because when he falls, he spills it all over his crotch, which is why he's not wearing pants when Jordy comes back. The ale pot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Claire comes in, he faints, Claire comes down and wakes him up. She, uh, he actually realizes she's real because he can touch her. It's weirdly kind of sweet and awkward that they, I don't know. It just seems like, um, it's not as fast of a reunion as you expected it would be because they're both 
just kind of awkward about it. Mm-hmm. And then she, it's um, been goddamn 20 it's years. been 20 years and yeah. he thought she was dead and she thought he was dead, you know? So, um, well, and, technically he thought she hadn't been bored. Fair. Accurate. <laughs> You're a big, good time traveler, Allison. Which <laughs> not really. L- let's just, as an aside, become a very good time traveler. She's much better. I don't agree. Oh. Is it going to be worse? Well, I mean, I think Claire is going to Claire. Yeah, Claire going to Claire, man. <laughs> so I will say, and this is another in the books change. Your glasses uh, so high up. In the books, they don't bother to talk about um, where she's been. Um, beforehand, like they don't make any sort of a plan. So the first time she asks, like, "Where the hell did you go?" She's like, "Uh," and then another character is like, "Oh, she went to France," <laughs> and that's it. They just slide over it. it. It seems to be assumed by everybody who knows her even remotely well that that's bullshit. But mm-hmm. no one wants to ask an accepted lie. Well, they mm-hmm. all sort of assume that she's a fucking fairy. So there's that. That's right. We um, still believe in fairies. Do you live in a dune? Um, <laughs> I just want to pinch his little face. Uh, so they reunite. We get the scene with Jordy when he comes in when he's not wearing pants. Jordy quits. That's it. I quit. I think it's... Can we talk really quick? Okay, so everybody is going to have probably, I'm guessing, a couple moments where we were like, fuck, this is good. And the first one for me was when, bless him, Sam Huon, having a great year, said, I would very much like to kiss you. Yes, oh when he God. actually asks her permission... He does that twice in this episode, Listen, and it's it's very hot. But I've asked that question three or four times in my life. Never gone as well as that moment. Did. <laughs> Here's the thing: you got to make it with somebody a whole lot, and then disappear for twenty years, and then ask, and Listen, then ask again. And I am not old enough for any of that to work. So <laughs> you will be soon, though. Just keep it keep it in your mind, grapes, for later. And then, just if, you, if you take up smuggling, you'll have a nice six pack when the time comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so That's they totally how that works. <laughs> they kiss, but it's kind oh, of like sorry. a um, chaste, almost mm. hot, but chaste. Oh my god! They they it took forever. You to know get what? There. It's chaste. Like watching that and seeing, like you know, the director, whoever the whoever whomever the director is for this particular episode. It was a lady. I know that she gave I'm them. It up. She did. She did fantastic because I know that she was a part of this moment. She said to them, "Take as long as you possibly can to touch lips." Exactly, and <laughs> maybe even said to the point of, "There is until you touch the space that exists between you is infinite." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they push that so fucking far, man. Well, oh, we were all like, God. "Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on!" Even and even when they fucking didn't even like visually, it looked like they did it, but we know where they didn't do it, and it was like, "Oh, yeah, damn it, my elbow." <laughs> So they have their first kiss when it's back and it's very lovely. And then I'm watching it. And it's hot. It's so good. I'm watching it and I'm all like, do it. (laughs) Your pants were already off. Director Norma Bailey, written by one of the um, most frequent writers and a producer on the show, Matthew B. Roberts, who I think did a very nice job. Norma Um, fucking killed it. Norma did a good job. Miss Norma Bailey, very nice job um, in lots of specific moments we'll get to but this was a very good one it was so hot and it took so long Ooh, two episodes i wonder what the other one was so they finally kiss i'm like your pants are off just get to going <laughs> just make it happen just hike those skirts you know, up she was like these skirts are thick but 
You're not wearing pants, yeah, so, so I can like, tell what's happening. I can just like lift the skirts up, bend me over the printing press, Boing. get ink all over my face. I'm just saying, I like it when a face is dirty. I don't know Listen, what that is. Her, 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 her cuticles are clean. She would have been down. It would have hurt. It would have hurt. Oh, can you imagine? Speaking of the printing and press. Ju- and, and it would just say like, um, <laughs> gang, <laughs> high street. I'm like. A treason? Treason was on those goddamn bars. 8675309. <laughs> right across the cheek. So I actually forgot to mention this. Uh, in the day of the life of Alexander Malcolm, they did show him using the printing press, which we found out in the afterwards, the episode that Sam Hewen had actually been trained in how to use these it's old school printing cool. presses. And it was very neat God, to can watch. can we talk about that set too? Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. And they said that it was repurposed from Monsieur Raymond's uh, apothecary, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And then they made it that that's, second level. you know the other thing that's true is it is in the back. There are a bunch of bones. <laughs> yes! Yeah! I just made a joke about fortune telling and fucking. Yeah! What's Nailed it. it! I'm on fire, cherry bounce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I called something. What the hell did I call? Remember when I called something? I called something like way back. Can you remember what? Hold on. It's hard to remember because we're at. Julie wrote it down because I was just said I was smug. Oh, the drums are back. Oh yeah, the drums are back. Remember, remember the the day in the life of Alexander Malcolm all happens before the theme song happened. Alexander Malcolm ten. Alexander Malcolm. We are waiting in the wings for you. And then finally the theme happened, and it was when the drums come came back, which Allison did call several episodes ago. It's because you know what that chorus, you know what that theme song needed. Drums. A few good bangs. <laughs> oh. Guys, I'm killing the game today. <laughs> you are. You're pretty good. You. It's like I've, it's like I've got a bang over. <laughs> it's like I'm digmatized from a television show. Oh, my God. I'm you just, are just on goddamn dick fire. I really <laughs> am. I really am. I have some sort of sexually transmitted brilliance. <laughs> oh, something I forgot that I'm looking at my notes. Uh, <laughs> went right before he asked her if he can kiss her, that was he realizes great, that, that was she never took off her wedding oh, ring that he made for oh, her. Oh, God. And that was a beautiful moment. Oh, oh. Um, and then that was when Jordy came in, and my note is, somebody slapped Jordy in the goiter. Oh, that, I mean, imagine that, that would really, really hurt. hurt. It would probably hurt really bad, but you know what? He was kind of an asshole. You know what? I have to say, Jordy, he does a good job of disguising that goiter, because until they pointed it out, I couldn't tell, because his stock was wrapped yes. around his neck. And then my next note is, new pants. Why? <laughs> So they go in the back room, Mm -hmm. they go through the back door, (laughs) and, um... It's a woman's secret. And they, mm-hmm. um, and they, she puts, he puts on his Lululemon, um, fucking clam diggers. Those they look, look very comfy. Those look really good. They did look really breeks. comfortable. His breeks. And ah, then he sits down capris. and, um... Claire busts out some photographs of Brianna. First of all, he's oh, freaked out God at their photographs because he's never seen such a well, thing. Well, I want to say one thing specifically. He tur- He's looking at the fire like you would if you're feeling really awkward because the person you've been wet dreaming about for 20 years is suddenly back in your life. Who's dead. Mm-hmm. Who's supposed who, who to be dead. Who you thought was unborn. Yeah. Let's be specific. Um, and he turns around and, he's, and he says... Our child, and that's all. He just says, "Our child." And think about this: for twenty years, that man has been wondering. First of all, if Claire made it back alive. Second, if she did, if she actually had this kid, because mm-hmm. the first baby died, so it could have killed her. It could have killed her and the baby. Mm-hmm. Could have just killed We're the baby. About that. Oh, yep. shit. Then, if the baby's alive, 
does it even know about him? And odds are no, right? And like Brianna didn't know about Jamie for most of her life. Until like the last year Jamie of her is life. literally raising his hand. Yes. I have a question. Did Jamie at one point reference the unborn child? Yes, Faith. I did not realize that until just now when I raised my hand. Ah, yeah, he said our second it. daughter. Oh, no, yes. he says just like her sister. Yes, oh, red she hair, has red hair, red just hair. like her God sister. Damn this fucking episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Oh. So when when Claire hands him the photographs, Fuck. he gets uh, he has to put on his readers because his eyesight isn't what it used Which to be. Really They're cute Santa readers, and yeah. he was he was a little bit nervous about it, and he makes a joke about how he can't see very well anymore and then Claire's like well I dyed my hair because I have gray hair and she said I was nervous after all this time and then he says to her the hottest thing that a man has ever said to a woman which is time doesn't matter Sassanac seriously Jamie and I, it, you need to fucking I plug threw your fucking mouth up. goat cheese on the floor <laughs> <laughs> I hoisted my beer and I was like you right Jamie it was perfect so she sits him down on his little cot. Mm-hmm. He has a cot in it's, the print shop. You yeah. know what? They totally could have fucked on that cot, but I'm glad they waited for the big bed. Mm-hmm. So they sit down on the cot, and he yeah. and, and Claire busts out some photographs of Brianna. Brianna. From every time she's a tiny baby to now. Yes. And there are some book readers out there who are going to take issue with this scene. And... Uh, and I get why. It, in the scene, he looks at all the photos and his hands are shaking and he's basically a hot mess. And then he just starts sobbing and he just mm-hmm. sobs for a while. Um, and it's a very moving scene in the book. Uh, and it's a scene that makes sense. But this also makes sense because they do a really smart thing. So Jamie was always going to end up telling Claire about Willie eventually. In the books. <laughs> it takes a lot longer. And by the time... Claire finds out, I have always thought, there's no way that she doesn't kick him right in the nards. We're <laughs> not telling her right away. For all of this time, for this, I mean, it's, we're talking months. Um, it's, a, it's a lot. So, um, yeah, so I think it makes sense that he realizes that looking at, because of course it would also make him think of this other child he's never going to see again. Mm-hmm. He has two children, one he thinks he will never see, one he thinks he will never see again. And they are brother and sister, half brother and sister, but brother mm-hmm. and sister, and um, look somewhat alike. And he won't ever get to see that one. He won't ever get to see her as an adult or a baby, and he won't ever get to see that one as an adult. So it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I understand why book readers, some book readers aren't going to like it, but I think Mm -hmm. it's a really smart choice because I think on screen it's going to be harder to sell that Claire wouldn't be like, the fuck is your problem? And then punch him right in the face. (laughs) And then he's already sworn an oath that he would never hit her again. So then it would be a one-sided fight. It would just be Claire beating the (laughs) shit out of Jamie. It would basically be like her throwing a fist and it just bouncing off. That, this, that, uh, well, that's, she'd go to the job first, she'd break gym. one of her hands, yes. and then she goes straight for the grind and just repeatedly yes. punches penis. Yeah. Just like, punch <laughs> to the penis, punch to the penis. So I need you to know that I, uh, my notes were not very good for this episode. Oh well, there was a lot going, lot going on. on yeah. I did, I did, uh, <laughs> I did write down here that Jamie tells Claire about Willie, so that's where we are. Then this is where we met Fergus, which we already talked about. Mr. Willoughby, question mark, we met oh, that. so when they leave, uh, Jamie, both of these actors did a great job in this episode, but this is one of my favorite Katrina Buff Mama Mama moments where he's like, oh, 
shit, I totally forgot. I have a whole life. I got to go to work. Oh my God, I forgot to go to work. And she's like, oh, um, okay, see ya. He's like, oh, no, 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 you're going to come with me, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, let's go, let's go. What a relief. So that's when they see Fergus, and then they end up at the world's end, and that's when Jamie meets with this mystery douchebag. Well, and even that, too, just to, oh, like, yeah, mystery just, just be really clear, clear on this, too, like when he, he runs a Fergus, which he recognizes even that that's the first real public declaration of their of their marriage. Mm-hmm. He's so good looking. He like he's very cute. Where he's like, this is my wife, and you mm-hmm. know her, and this is she is. Well, Fergus knew her the second he saw her. Absolutely, because yeah. all all that Jamie does is he just kind of nods in Fergus's direction, and Fergus turns around and goes, the "What the fuck?" What the well, fuck? They, even after Fergus, though, but even on that on that experience to his work, he's mm-hmm. he's now declaring that this person is public in my life, and she mm-hmm. starts to. I think she starts to introduce herself as Claire Randall. She gets cut off, but I think yeah. what she's saying mm-hmm. is Claire Randall, which yeah, is what yeah, she's yeah. been saying for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he cuts her off and says Malcolm, Malcolm. yeah, which mm-hmm. is important. And mm-hmm. and he knows how why she's doing that and what he's doing. And right. that, I think that's an that's such a powerful experience to understand. Like first of all, he's got to keep his cover. Well, sure. And second, it's a really so he has that weird meeting with the mystery douchebag in the basement. It's obviously, somebody's trying to shake him down. Oh, is he is he M D B? I, I don't... I couldn't till tell. We, till we know who he is, he's MDB. What does MDB stand for? Mystery douchebag. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Mystery douchebag, MDB. I don't know who this dude is. He is shady as fuck, though. He's, he's definitely wearing a goddamn fucking tell wig. He's, yeah. Now that we know, you yeah. can tell. He, first of all, he's British. Mm-hmm. He is somehow involved in the smuggling. Mm-hmm. And he's pissed. But we didn't know about the smuggling yet yes, at this point. Yes, but we know something. Mm-hmm. What you're selling off of the high street, if you're selling right, off of the high go. street, is going to be more money. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get the sense maybe he's being paid to Shake look down. the other way or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely so maybe maybe some kind of official or some kind probably of... Probably a pretty good bet. Okay. All right. Sweet. Oh, very good So bet. we had that scene. Move on. Then Jamie takes Claire home to the best little whorehouse in Edinburgh. <laughs> Listen, those walls are Very not... thin. Very thin. Yes. Very thin. Very thin I beg walls. to differ. Those walls are extremely thick. That's just some really loud moaning. Well, oh, well, perspective. You're trying to you're trying to move him out of your room, right? Because you're making more money. If you get, you got to just make it happen. You just yep. gotta, you're yep. using that woman's secret, which is scream louder and a and a thumb up the butt, <laughs> a thumb up the butt, and a <laughs> louder screaming Listen, always the, makes let's, it let's happen get faster. Though it doesn't have to be on the butthole; just to be near it. <laughs> Taint stroke, just a little taint stroke, just uh, a little tickle. Prostate. It's yeah. just a little taint stroke. Oh my god! I really so, hope my mom doesn't find this shit. <laughs> so <laughs> he brings Claire to Madame What's Her Fuck's house. Madame Jean. Madame Jean. Madame Jean. Madame Jean's like, why the fuck would you bring your wife here? Which we discussed already. And then he takes her upstairs <clears throat> to dishonor our own jeune fille. And then good. they get food. Which is important because they do need to lay a good base down before they're just going to fuck all night. And then we are treated to a um, kind of mini Barry Lyndon scene where they stare each other longingly over chicken legs. (laughs) They drink a lot of wine, also important to note. Mm -hmm. Not something that seems to affect Jamie, though. No. He's used to it. He's a sommelier. He is a sommelier. Among his many skills. A professional wine drinker, taster. But they're, so they're reminiscing and they're sort of reintroducing each other. And you can tell that like the whole time they're like, oh my God, we're totally going to fuck soon. Oh, we're going to 
Mm -hmm. Oh, this is going to be so awesome, but I'm so nervous. And they both are nervous, which is understandable what it would be like. I mean, can you imagine if you um, were passionately in love with somebody 20 years ago who's not currently your husband? Mm -hmm. So like somebody else. Say 20 years ago, you were, hypothetically, you you work for a Catholic and you were a free church and you were a giant goiter. (laughs) Don't call me Jordy. I'll call you whatever I want. <laughs> um, and you were passionately in love with somebody 20 years ago. And then you mostly look the same because you've got great genes and you use a lot of moisturizer. You know what? And then I you kind show of up. do look the same, which it's is It's really weird. true. Julie, here's the thing about Julie. Julie, <laughs> Julie has great fucking skin. She would say she doesn't. But she has great fucking skin. She's, she, I look older than Julie, and she's got seven years on me. I would say that it is a combination of genes and a moisture schedule. Moisturizing. Goals. Hashtag moisture. You know, I'm just realizing that Allison and I have much more gray than you do. Yeah. We don't moisturize enough, Allison. <laughs> oh, I moisturize a lot. I've been growing gray since I was 14, bitch. 12. I kind of wish that this... You with me? Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sad, though, because... Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Drink. Drink it is. Drink. Drink it is. I'm kind of sad, though, because my great-grandmother... It was an unholy cunt, but that's a completely different story. She, her hair was bright white, like a cotton ball. I will never have that. So I'm a little sad that I won't have the old lady like Olympia Dukakis. Here's a, like, Julie, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to find a child with a sick sense of humor. I'm going to pay that child a lot of money. I'm going to have them hide inside your oven. Oh my God. Holy and shit. Then you're going to open your oven and that child is going to have blood all over its face. Oh my God. And it's going to go. Is this going? And it's going to go. Right. You know what? My hair just went white right now. And then there you go. Just even, just even thinking about it. Woof. Okay, so wait a minute. Where she were still we? looks young, though, because of that skin. Mm-hmm. So they were having um, their Barry Lyndon dinner, catching up, reminiscing. And then it's time. We get a little Clara voice over here, too, saying, mm-hmm. like, we were both thinking it the whole time. How could we not, given where we were? What she doesn't say is, how can we not, given the sounds of moaning coming from literally I, everywhere around next door? Surround sound moan. I gotta say that that moan, mo- that, moment, that moment of voiceover was a little bit disjointing to the experience. It took you out a little, yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Sometimes it does, and I I think that I understand why they have to use it. Sure, obviously, yeah. just because it's. There's, there's the the world, like they need yeah. to hear Claire's voice. You need to hear Claire's voice. Every and know it's her perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, so they finally get down to business. Oh, I'm sorry. Business. It's so good. Okay. Well, question though. If the print shop is business and fucking is business, then no, what no, is no. the smuggling? Business. Smuggling. smuggling is actually business. So then what is the fucking? Just fucking? Fucking. Okay. So um, <laughs> taking care of business. <laughs> TCB. 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 Take care of TCB. TCB in a flash. So they take, I'm not exaggerating, I think it might be close to seven minutes to take each other's clothes off. And it's, I think it's beautiful. It was first of all, it's very tense, but you get to spend time on like, like the little notch at the base of his throat and like the, just like her collarbone. Neil has questions and I'm sure he will bring this up in Dude Lander. Do women find the fact 
that Sam Hewen's pecs are so stacked at the top, his upper upper pecs, because he's he's actually got like man cleavage. He does, which isn't something that you see a lot. No. Like this part isn't usually as developed. It's usually around the outside of pecs that are developed, but his mm. upper pecs are really. When he's laying down, it is very obvious that mm-hmm. that gentleman has, as drunk as I am, <laughs> that gentleman has a specific space. Yes, it's like and, a little, and when his head is cocked to to the to a lower angle because he's got a pillow behind his head that there's there's he's an, got a little an increase in, there is an increased piece of mass listen so i'm going to stop talking for the rest of this episode <laughs> so, <laughs> too that's, drunk. that's absolutely not true too it won't drunk. happen yeah. uh, so neil's question is do women find that appealing yeah i or is it too something drunk. more like have you noticed this? Do you think that it's hot? I noticed it today, by the yeah. way. Yeah. No, I, I had noticed his, it before. His but physique has changed a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, it's definitely more defined now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I don't fucking care what shape his pecs are. I just know they're fucking hot as hell. <laughs> here's an upside. So, really so um, like, personal note, I'm recently out as bisexual, like in the last year. And, oh, Janine didn't know that. I just, I just surprised Oh, shit. You know oh, what? Shit. Oh, shit. So, um... Uh, oh, kudos. Uh, what's the right way to say <laughs> that? No, that's good. Okay, that's cool. good. Um, and it doesn't particularly affect my life because I'm in a monogamous relationship with a man, which is part of why I felt like it was important to come out because people just assume that I'm heterosexual, which is an assumption that is easy to make. So yeah. anyway, so I'm right. Um, and t- I was more cognizant of the privilege of, of my biology today than I usually am because good Christ, those people are so good looking. It's like, <laughs> no matter whose body the camera was lingering on, I was like, I win, I win. <laughs> well, first we were treated to Claire's naked boobs, and Allison screamed, boobs! Yeah. I fucking love those And boobs. I was just, I was, it's been so long since anybody's been naked on this show. Katrina, and I'm very excited about it. Katrina and then, Baltimore was fucking amazing. She's got, she's got a cheese. Nice. See, also, happy birthday. Recently turned 40. Cheers. Like in the last couple of weeks. If we Happy all birthday. We said that last week. Oh, yeah. Again. Jesus. Oh, shit. Still what stands. Uh, and then when Sam Hewen finally took his shirt off, I was like, boobs! Also, butt. That butt. Well, that, that butt. butt. The butt came later, because remember, they te- they held on to the butt for a while. That, we didn't see the butt till he got up out of bed. It is if, a serious butt. If we need to, let, nice I butt. feel like we should allow for this to happen. The butt, the butt, butt, butt. <laughs> He's Cisco-ing that shit so hard. You know that it's thong for thong time. Yeah, I do, I but it's, it's goddamn Sam Hewen's fucking butt, 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 butt. Reader, in case you hadn't noticed, Janine is wasted. <laughs> so goddamn drunk. <laughs> hey, where's that cherry bounce? Where'd Keep drinking go? that water, dude. You drink that water. Beer is fine. No more cherry bounce for you. <laughs> So you know what really makes me sad yeah. is there's a there's a great pop music cherry bounce joke to make and we fucking can't because it's fucking R. Kelly and fuck oh, that guy. Oh, fuck R. Kelly. No. Cherry bounce. <laughs> there we go. Much Done. better. Although that's I mean there's I mean, there's also a problem with that one. I mean that one's problematic too, but that song is really awesome. Where, where's that so, growler? Where's that so, growler? How about, oh, here's one. Drink your water. I've got a good one. <laughs> Sweet cherry bounce. Ba, ba, ba. Oh, that's classic. Or what, here's another problematic one, but that totally works. 
She's my cherry bounce. Oh, that's problematic, but totally works. My cherry bounce, sweeter than other whiskeys. My cherry. Janine keeps showing us the time, like we really care today. This is the one job I have. Well, you know what? We're in an hour, so we got to keep going, you guys. So. They have a very kind of awkward but beautiful foreplay session of taking I off their clothes. And then Claire gets so nervous. So it's good. maybe my favorite moment in the whole episode. She gets so nervous that she crosses her arms over her body. Staring at Whoa, her. Well, can we just like yeah. I mean we're we're quickly bouncing over that fucking zipper moment. By we're way. cherry bouncing? Yes. yes. Let's not skip the zipper. The zipper moment was also great because because here's the thing, is that it, one, it, it's a it's a nice moment of of timeliness and and historicalness of like when inventions happen but also as she performed it and as i interpreted it it was this moment of yeah solid julie it was this moment of all you have to do is pull down on the tab (laughs) (laughs) and i'm sure that in the book he must have had something witty to say about it like this would have made things a lot easier no no, well, so, good. no, in, in good. the books. If you'll remember, as I said before, that she manages to buy a relatively period-appropriate dress because it was a trend at the time um, from <laughs> Jessica Gutenberg. <laughs> Still makes me laugh every time I think about it. Jessica Gutenberg is the name of the designer or the brand or whatever. So it's a zipper up the back. Oh. So he says, oh, Sasnak, I should have thought, can I help you with oh, your that, laces? Oh. And she says, oh, you can, but it's not laces. And she turns around, he's like, uh, what the fuck is this thing? He's like, just pull, just pull down. And he does. And, and she just, she's not wearing a bra. And she's just standing there in like stockings and shoes. And he's like, uh, uh, she's like, uh, uh, no, I know. And, and he says something about like, you're like an insect shredding a chrysalis. Or oh, like that's that. actually really hot. So it's like in no, moment one, in she's moment, in a dress. Right. And in mm-hmm. moment two, she's in zero dress. There's no like this layer, then this layer, oh, then this so layer. So that's oh. really different oh. from zero to naked because yeah. it's just a zipper. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that is completely different. Well, and that's actually yes. why I like that moment. And they actually, you know, honestly, I actually think it's a great job of like experimenting that within the show. Yeah, getting yeah. it in there. And you know that yeah. that was, Great, yeah. I'm sure, a conversation between um, the creative team, the like writing team, and Terry Dressbach, where they decided whether or not they wanted to do the zipper, and so how they could make it work in a way that was going to be worthwhile for the show because mm-hmm. the Jessica Davenport thing it just wouldn't work on the show mm-hmm. she walks into a store and buys a dress she could wear it just wouldn't no, have worked yeah, yeah it's not the same so um, I really love the bat dress and I love the uneven sleeves and I love the whole thing and she's wearing Brianna's blouse and the whole, I love it um, but I'm glad they, they were able to find it because of course if she had gone to some lingerie shop it is very likely that she would have found some kind of corset that had a zipper on it mm-hmm so it makes perfect sense that that's where it would come into play. And then he still gets to be like, the fuck? I wish I had this <laughs> in my life. Like, and then it's and then, but then, But then you're like, Jamie, be careful what you wish for to any man who has ever zippered his dick or balls. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, see? Just saying. Like you think, it's oh my happened, God. It's happened three times to me. <laughs> I like that you know it right away. It and, fucking hurts. And that's how he lost all three balls. <laughs> One, two were balls. One was a cyst. But you know what? Got rid of all of them. Zipped it right out of there. <laughs> He's also the one that's missing the nipples, by the way. I'm they a, migrated. I'm a man. What do I need them for? It's true, evolutionarily speaking. Anyway, Patty. Anyway, so, Patty. So, th- 
Claire has the really insecure moment where she's like, oh, I'm so, it's so good. old. And then Jamie is fucking brings it through. And let's, again... Sam Huon. Good job. Killing it this season. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Said with no guile. It's not said in a way where he's trying to like come on to her or convince her of anything. It's so honest. It's like it flies out of his mouth. (laughs) It's and she just and then she's still embarrassed, but like really moved. And then she's like, but but. You're incredibly hot. You're like, why, why is this still happening? Like, I mean, where's, where's your punch? Like, I look good, but what the hell have you been up to? What is that? And you know what his answer is? Porridge. Porridge. <laughs> porridge. What's a porridge? Um, so then they do it. Lutis porridge. So I don't really have any notes beyond here except for because thank God for doing it. Okay, so let's, let's talk yeah. about the... The forehead to nose moment. That was hilarious oh, because yeah. that shit has happened yeah. to everyone. everyone. It's happened to me. Me too. Yeah. Tinder, Tinder all the way. <laughs> Even with it's it's happened to me with Neil probably several times, but it's happened to me with other people too. Just that, like you're both into it, and you're just like kind of throwing caution to the wind, and then bonk, and it's there's nothing to bring you back to reality faster than seeing stars. Like, right? There's uh, when I was in college, there's this person that I dated where there was like nothing but sexual tension for what felt like forever. And the first time that we got drunk, and we're like, "All right, time to have sex. This is gonna happen now." The very first time, we bonked heads immediately. Yeah. It like not head to nose, like head to head. Bam. Oh, because <laughs> it's dark. This is the thing that you often do in the dark, and I appreciate that they do not. Because you know what? If I, I need to see like that. that, I want to see all of it, not just the audience. If that was me, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm nervous about my perfect breasts. I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous about my model body, but also I just want to be able to see every inch of this. I want to see those pecs that look like boobs. I want to see that ass that doesn't look like it belongs to a human. I want to see that wig that's questionable, but." Yes. So Yes, but it's still okay. It's still working for me. It's actually it's working a, really well this year. Shh, it's a wig. It's shh, not a wig. It's, it's so a wig. Oh, God. It's oh a wig. Oh, God. No, yeah. I mean, see, he still has long hair. It's hard to tell when it's a wig and when it's not a wig. It's fine. Jimmy's yeah. hair is looking really Sometimes, nice this year. Here's the thing. It does Sometimes look better right now. Sometimes it's his hair and it doesn't look great. Sometimes it's not his hair and it doesn't look great. And then sometimes it's his hair and it looks great. And sometimes it's not his hair and it looks great. His it's hair will confusing. never, ever, ever look better. Than it did in the Jace We Pray moment. Oh, never. I that is the top it. Jamie hot hair. Uh, and I want to just, I want to say something to the very charming listener. Uh, I'm going to try to find your name right now. But we just, have so many notifications from today. It's going to take me a minute. Me, anyway, to the just, person who said, um, oh, I'm really bad at the gift game, so I'm just going to reuse this old Jamie gif. And then um, I'm moistening my panties when I played it, even though I knew it was coming. Here's the thing. As the, del- here we go, Desta Crawford, rancher's daughter. She was she was listening, watching on Instagram too. Nice. Desta, you're the best. She said, uh, I'm not so crafty with the gifts as the others so hashtag recycled Jamie and it was the je suis prêt and I was like that's not recycling that's going to a classic that's the Philadelphia story of gifts that's the Casablanca <laughs> of gifts come on it's the gift that keeps on, on giving I'm uh, I just uh, I'm too drunk to keep up with this <laughs> uh, uh, well we are quite witty fair and I just want to offer that I'm about to eat a rook yeah uh, no that's a knight no, that's the rook. That's the rook. I thought the rook was the castle. 
No, Knight is Rook. Isn't no, Knight Rook? Knight is the horse and Rook is the castle. Yes, but I thought that, that Rook and Knight were interchangeable. No, 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 no. Castle. Uh, Rook's, never mind. I'm thinking back to my Harry Potter days. You're right. Rook's, Rook's move only back and forth. That's a king. Ma- you know what? A good Rook knows that you can change it up a little. That's a Rook. I'm going to eat a Rook. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're eating... <laughs> Chess mint pepper chom cookies. <laughs> because Jamie is good at chess, and also because he was going to put his rook into his queen. <laughs> yeah. So here's where he does actually put his rook into his queen. And it's hilarious because Claire's like, You don't have to worry about being gentle. In oh other my words, God, drill so it. Hot. Please drill me now. And so, then he does. So here's some book facts. That was so goddamn fucking so hot. So the, the nose to face thing happens. Jesus. They like lay in bed next to each other totally naked, like touching each other but afraid to actually fuck because they both think maybe their heads will explode um, for a while. And, and it's Claire's internal monologue. She keeps being like just now, just now. Just right? do it. Why didn't she just climb on that redwood? Because they were terrified. And then he goes to climb on her. And then, boom. and then, boom. And then, as they're trying to figure out if her nose is broken, they realize that it's just like, just like one little inch, just one little inch. And she wants to say, do it now and don't be gentle. But she's too scared. So she just kind of moves her hips. And then he's like, fuck. Just like, bam. <laughs> Language is something like, but my body remembered a different language and it still spoke it fluently. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. whatever, just put your dick Just make it happen. It's a very yeah. hot scene, but I love that they actually went with her internal monologue. She was like, nope, go for it right now and don't be gentle. And he's like, okay, Captain, <laughs> no problem. It is very hot. Mm-hmm. And then we are treated to Question, an extended scene of doing it. So this yeah. scene, mm-hmm. extended scene of doing it, um, which could be more extended. Feels, well, yeah, but here's the it, thing. It, did. it feels a little brief, except for you're not remembering that just in TV time, they took seven minutes to take each other's clothes off. Right. Think about how fucking turned on those two people are. They've been right. staring at each other naked and thinking about fucking for hours, right? Like they've been in a whorehouse eating food and drinking wine Listening for to other hours, people coming. Right? I then, mean, quote unquote then coming. Then they took but a, a short eternity to take each other's many layers of clothing well, and, let's not and for, then they stared at each other for a while. Whoa, let's not forget about the fucking montage cut that they made. That is really weird. Because like they, like to, to accentuate how much time They took. did, they, it was the montage of them getting undressed and then there was that weird cut right before she took her hair down. Yeah. So I think we're led to believe that it took even longer. It took a yeah. goddamn yeah. fucking hour. Yeah, yeah. That took a goddamn fucking hour to take her well, goddamn because, fucking clothes I mean, off. I mean, and listen guys. to me, if there was, if I spent a goddamn hour looking at a beautiful woman that I fucking love and haven't seen for 20 years and I was taking off I her clothes I have for you for 20 years do you not know that and she has been That's taking off my clothes by the way my britches would already be dirty <laughs> well here's the thing though if you've been thinking about if you loved each other that much and you've been thinking about each other for 20 years and like fantasizing about each other, seeing seeing the other person as a ghost, like you know every detail about this. And then all of a sudden they are made real. Yes, you it would be it would be like art to slowly just and terrifying. drink it just just 
make it as slow as humanly possible because we've already lived without each other for a while. Yes. Let's stretch this out because it's real and you are real. Well, and also you'd be terrified. It would be like you were having sex for the first time with someone who already thinks that's the best sex I've ever had. Can Allison, you imagine? Would you say? It feels, it like, feels the first- like the first time. It feels like the very first time. Because he, she actually brings that up. She talks about the wedding. Well, and also also like the fact. I mean, this episode is also shot like the wedding. There are mm-hmm. a lot of the undressing is very similar. It takes mm-hmm. longer. But there's a, they, they reference the hand holding. And the, there's the booze on the table and the food. And then they. Yes, there's it the is very thing. similar. It's missing one pearl necklace. And no, also, also like the, the, the idea too that they are like also testing each other. Like where she's like, this is a fucking whorehouse. Not in a, not in a, not in, as in such a short words, but she is. They are both recognizing that their lives are so different now. Mm-hmm. And like, who are they? Like, rec- like even if even if we fucking fuck the way we want to fuck, like you are in such a different person. Who are we? Yeah. Would it be the same? Right. Yeah. In talking about the fucking, we've skipped past. The whole conversation where Jamie says, like, why did you come back? Oh, yeah. And was it just to give me word of my daughter? And if oh, it wasn't, yeah. like, are you here for me yeah. now? Or are you looking for the man you knew 20 years ago? Because that man doesn't exist anymore. And she says oh, basically God. the same thing. And they don't really go into specifics, but you can see, that, like, this is they're both deeply wounded by a thing they had no choice but to do. Mm-hmm. But it's not just going to disappear. Like, all of that pain doesn't go away. So you layer all that in, and of course they were terrifying to fuck each other. Other. Because also their heads might explode. Yes. Can you imagine you've been having sex dreams about the same person for twenty years, and then they're in front of you, and if anything, they're better looking. Like how is that possible? Anyway, Patty. Anyway, so Patty. they do it. Um, uh, it was not long enough. Then long. there's then there is a lot of uh, pillow talk where he like jokingly tries to get her talk. to guess about what his other job is when he's trying to you know draw it out of her and tell her mm-hmm. that he's kind of a criminal. Mostly cute. <laughs> whatever. And he's also talking about his time in prison or whatever. But it's like he's going over to eat nibbles off the table and he's still fully naked. And she's just like lounging in the bed. Wait, as an, as an aside for stars, hey, listen, you can show more penis. <laughs> Yeah. As, I as, wish there had been a as, dong shot, but I bet gen- Sam Hewen has it in his contract that there's no dong. Enough. Here's and the thing. What, you know what? I'm not sure that's true, but it often feels like the last taboo in television is an erect penis. Because so, yes. we have seen non-erect penises, peni, sure. in the show. But, I mean, then you're talking about getting a prosthetic of some kind, and yeah, then that's yeah. uncomfortable. I mean, and like, I, I would say, because so, like, I, I, I was a huge fan. I, I still am a huge fan of uh, Spartacus. Uh, what's that show? Do you know what I'm talking about? Rome or Spartacus? Spartacus. There was Spartacus. Spartacus, the one where the first season lead died after cancer, and mm. then oh, solid mm-hmm. show. Um, and there's a documentary about this gentleman who who got cancer in the middle of the show, and like, and they they ended up going two seasons later. Um, and I, I but the, so I. I I bring up that show because it was um, late Rome and it was it was gladiators and they were showing dicks and and mm-hmm. boobs and vag- vaginas all over the place. But I will admit, I will I will acknowledge that they never showed a a, a hard penis. I think that that is the difference between PG and I mean R and X. But but but. 
to a, to a very hard, to a very, very poignant perspective. That is, as Allison mentioned, that is the 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 boundary in which we we exist in. And like, if well, we were to I see mean, a hard um, penis, American Gods. American Ooh. Gods, there were two erect penises this year. Oh. Yeah. One is in a photograph and one is a, in a fantasy, like, Interesting. netherworld. I mean, and it's basically a god. Right. But, but still. Of r- fertility, really. It's it, So, I mean, I, I'm not saying that it shouldn't happen. I'm saying that in circumstances like these, when what you really want as a viewer it to would be, be distracting. Invested in the scene, sure. then you're, then all of a sudden you're because we. I mean, we also but, don't see her vagina. Sure, yeah, right? we don't see that. But sure, but as 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 an editor, as someone who's edited stuff and who's produced films and has has made films, like you can approach that in a way that shows a specific image and allows for a certain level of uh, imagination that will test our boundaries and it's 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 about it's about allowing for that to happen. I mean, I will mm-hmm. say we have seen penis on Outlander. Sure, yes. but not hard penis. Well, and that is a big pe- that is a big deal. I yes, agree. I know, but I don't think you're ever but going to. I think but that we should. The only mm, real know. sex scenes we're going to see for the most part, almost all of them are going to be between these two people. And the reason that Outlander is the best sex on television is because those two actors clearly Love have an incredible other. amount of trust in each other. And they, and so they, they're oh. incredibly intimate. So think about as an actor, what it would do if you realize that like, there's this like paper mache thing hanging off of somebody's junk, right? Like it's just, I don't, so I think that I mean, if we want a scene of Jamie peeing and then we see some peeing, I'm all for it. Uh, if we want, like, if we want to see that Jamie is wearing his kilt and like he's popped a tent in his kilt, that's hilarious. That's great. That is I'm great. all that for would it. Be funny. Although he can't, he can't wear his kilt in Scotland anymore. No, no, oh, that's right. Little... No more kilts. There'll be kilts. Don't worry. But <laughs> sweet. But mm-hmm. it's gonna be a while. Gonna be a while. <laughs> gonna be a while. <laughs> so, um, I I just think when we're talking about sex scenes between these two characters, um, they're very good at their jobs. These sure. two actors, but um, I would be I would be happier personally with a with the suggestion of a boner. Than Here's with what a boner. I would be happy sure, with sure, afterwards, sure. like in the morning or whatever. You and McGregor style. If he just rolled out of bed and you just got a glimpse of him walking away and just away. And then a couple minutes later, she was like, again? <laughs> yes. yes. So my, my, my hand raise is to... Oh, yeah, Janine was raising his hand again. To ask the question, one, oh, shit, drink. Uh, but two, also to ask the question is... Because uh, I feel like we're flirting with a boundary mm-hmm. of defining porn. Mm-hmm. And what is pornographic? And in a way, we are defining pornographic as a as a man's erect penis. I don't know. That's no. not what I'm saying. That's, that's what it feels a little bit like. And no, no, so, no, no, and so no. I feel like I feel like a, 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 like just uh, addressing that and and confronting that would. I mean, would deflate everything. No, well, no. I think so. There are erect penises in things that aren't pornography all the time. I might not know what these things are. I mean, so. Just like in films, like think about times you've seen an erect penis in a film. I have not seen many erect penises. Well, think in about films every time you've ever porn. seen somebody masturbating in a film. Uh, mostly porn. Okay, mm-hmm. so there are there are plenty of films where someone is masturbating. Okay, fair. Um, often like 
into a pie. Right? <laughs> but that's not erect. You don't see the erect penis. But you don't see that yes, thing. But you there are definitely films and it doesn't happen often, you're absolutely right. But you yeah. also don't often see a fucking full vagina on film either. Mm-hmm. Uh, truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, right. And yeah. first of all, because it's what you want to achieve, you usually don't need to see yeah, yeah, engorged yeah. genitalia to achieve. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Um and also that it can be asking a lot of an actor with oh, a God, man yeah, you're talking yeah, about a prosthetic right. with a woman you're probably not yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so it's like you can see bush you can see like not erect penis and that still is asking a lot of an actor but um you know uh, especially with the environment <laughs> like mm-hmm. this True. is another situation Absolutely but true. It's, there's a, there's a certain level of trust there that I, I just think um, when your priority is great storytelling your priority probably can't be an engorged penis yeah. and, I, and, <laughs> right? I, and I will offer and and this is uh, not to say that that is this is not a a counter I don't I because in no way is this a counter because that is a completely valid point and true to the world we fucking live in right now but also to eventually deal with it you have to show that thing. I, I, th- I don't know. I, I think you at can. Some point, I don't, at some point. I don't yes, think it's puritanical. I just don't think that it's necessary. It, I think in this show it's not. In this show it's not. No. But it is. But the level in which we avoid it is puritanical. It, it, I, eventually, eventually it, it will in not this be show, this. You could never call Outlander puritanical. No. No, but, no, no, no. But I... I, I think I, culturally I, speaking yeah, is what I'm saying. That's what I'm right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I... Yeah. Because not I this agree. show. Just not show. So well, I agree. Also, you don't need to see a boner to know that man has a boner. You can tell from the way he's looking at her. He could, he took him, he's got, he, he, he took his goddamn britches off and it was like, hey, you want to come in the back room? Where my other patch, <laughs> no, britches are? No, she, she walked in the room and he fainted probably from blood loss. <laughs> blood, went, blood went to his nether mouth. Yeah, his nether mouth. I almost forgot Nether Mouth. Let me just give this an oh shit so we can drink. Nether oh, Mouth. Wait, who's, oh, cherry who's bounce, is that? That's cherry mine. <laughs> you guys, I can't drink anymore because uh, I actually need to go to bed. One um, twenty minutes. No, okay. Um, so the first scene of them doing it, then them kind of pillow talking, chatting, all that. You guys, you need this wasted. And so then drunk. he leaves her there. Oh no, you're skipping one. Is this so the doing I'm hungry? Num- there's right. three. So there's doing it number one. And that's the <gasps> Oh, I forgot about Lazy River doing it. And then there's like, let's take our time. Let's slowly like cup each other to each other's bodies and like rock like we're fucking the you know those balloons that have the weighted sand in the bottom and you punch them and they go bong 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 weeble wobbles but they don't fall down yes they the weevils wobble they don't fall down it's just like uh, and so they have uh, that that it's very brief and it ends in a fade out but it i'm sorry that is extremely hot just that one shot might be one of the hottest things that shows ever done the, it's the extremely des- the bare hot. description is hot it's right it's right up there with um with jamie being furious at murtaugh for pounding on the door when he's pounding on her door yeah right? like, with his tongue right <laughs> and then murtaugh comes in and he's like what were you doing? And then he looks over at Claire and she's like, I don't, my brain's not functioning. I can't. What's my name? Where am I? Is this the 1940s? I have no idea. And he's like, oh, mm, sorry. Mm, sorry, buddy. So then they have the lazy river doing it, which oh, is it's lovely. so hot. And then they have, they have a little more pillow talk, I think. 
think. And then he says something about, aren't you hungry? Well, it, they, there's also that it's always been forever for me. And all that right. But they wake up and she says, are you hungry? And he says, oh, yes, I could eat. And goes downtown. Oh, downtown. Where the vagina is downtown. Did, did we just reach the 15 minute mark in this show? It's way further than No, that. I think it's further than that because it took forever for them to actually do it. I know. That moment where they just couldn't kiss that took fucking It, it did minutes. take like 10 minutes. Janine is having a really hard time. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so uh, again, want to give a little shout out to Monique for giving us the heads up that that was coming. Because she did. Awesome. This, did this was the point in our live stream where we all stood up and screamed because I was so excited about it. <laughs> and um, even then with all that, her. and then he leaves her, and then that's when she goes down and has the delightful meal with the whores. And talks about Nethermouth and oh, that was nice. Yeah. Dorcas. The Nethermouth. Oh, the, um, Nethermouth is definitely like going to be a nickname that I try to apply appropriately. Only women can say never. Okay, Nethermouth. I'm you know not what? allowed to say that, but no, I can't wait till someone uses it around me. Yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you absolutely have permission to use the term Nethermouth when yeah. we are recording this podcast. Because first of all, on this podcast, you're an official woman. And second, <laughs> fair enough. Julie and I are both cool with you saying Nethermouth when we are recording this podcast. Fair enough. Don't Never use it on fucking and Tinder. You, don't you know use what? it no, on another never person. Never on Tinder. Oh my god, never. <laughs> don't ever use this on no. a date. If you go on a date and you say, no. so I was thinking about getting a look at your nether mouth, that Listen, woman uh, is going to call the cops on you. I, you know what I need in that moment? I need for them to, one, listen to the goddamn podcast no, first. you need the And then to sirens. preference that if I'm ever going to use this word, which by the way, preference is why I can't use this word, like to say... Uh, I'm drunk. Let's just stop. <laughs> Here's what okay. I'll say. Actually, Janine. No, I you know. Could do, you could do worse for yourself than telling your potential paramours to listen to this podcast. You really could do worse. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Hi, so, people that Janine has tried to romance. Hello. I know you're not having sex with me. It's okay. I hope you're having a wonderful time. <laughs> It's very sweet. <laughs> and we will never let him say nethermouth to you. Never. So, Holy shit, they'll punch me in the balls. Just please don't. Um, then the, she he's gone, Ian, right? And then meets, Ian yeah, comes, Ian. which we already spoke about. She goes to have her prostitute meal, which is delightful. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful moment. <laughs> There's the great moment where, where they're like, oh, rough one, huh? Because you got a bite mark on your neck and you're walking like you've been in the saddle. Oh, and like, take a warm bath. It's going to it's gonna get you ready for tonight. I love the moment where they were like, hey, this is how you get rid of your kid. She's like, well, actually, Wormworth. And they were Wormwood, like, yeah. Wormwood. And she was in there. <laughs> no, bitch. And like, no, bitch. And she was like, oh, well, okay, fine. Okay, fine. But seriously, Wormwood. You would know. Well, she's like, no, I mean, you're the experts. Mm-hmm. I'm a doctor, but I would just give you the pill. And then um, she goes back upstairs. Question. Was the IRD around in 1968? Probably not, huh? No. I 70s. Wasn't it I the think 70s? it was the 70s. And that had really bad PR for a long time. Yes. That had a comeback. Yes. I wonder if that young lady is taking any sort of birth control. Which one? Claire. Oh. No, <laughs> I, no, I mean, she's probably in her 50s now? No, 40s. She's not menopausal. No. She's not menopausal. No, you're right. Although, perimenopause does start much earlier than people used to talk about. But that doesn't mean that you're not fertile anymore. I would say... 
Maybe she's probably, she doesn't care if she gets pregnant by him again. No, she absolutely cares. She wants it. She was worried that she would die from Brianna, which is why she wanted to be put under. That's more book knowledge, but still. Right. Um, Or she just doesn't, I mean, if she's made her choice to go back there and be in that time, maybe she doesn't care. Maybe, maybe she just thinks she couldn't. I don't know. This is the thing I wonder about. Because, because... In the books. <laughs> There's a certain point in the story where Claire acknowledges that she's still having her period. Because somebody oh, yeah. asks her. It's okay. magic related. It's very confusing. Anyway. <laughs> um, but I just wonder that woman who plans fucking everything. Who used a raincoat to make a dress because she remembered that Scotland is damp. <laughs> um, I wonder what, she, what provision she made for birth control. Maybe she's using the rhythm method. Maybe. Mm, no. The only rhythm is the rhythm of the heart. <laughs> the only rhythm is going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> R- rhythm, it's a dancer. <laughs> it's our sole companion. Are we dancer or are we human? <laughs> oh, hello. I did that. <laughs> yeah, you said it backwards, honey. Are we human or are we dancer? There we go. That's better. Yeah. Well, here's my rook and I will put it in my mouth. So anyway, Patty. Anyway, Patty. Uh, I'm just curious whether or not Claire is taking birth control. I wonder if one of her many bat pockets has some birth control. Well, that's what I said I would take with me. But I wouldn't have to worry about that now because I am a robot down below. Yeah, well, that here's the thing. If it had been a decade later, she could have just gotten an IUD. But if it had been a decade later, she would have been a decade older and might not have needed it. Yeah, but if instead she had gone in like 1958, right? Right, What I'm saying is like if instead of, if the 20 years had shifted or if the IUD had been about 20 years later. Does she have enough room for that many pills in her backpack? I mean, that is a giant skirt. Think I mean, it's, it's a Mary Poppins skirt. Like, do you have pockets sewn all the way around? Allison, she like, may have like 20 cans of beans down there. Allison, did you feel as if that was a reference to Roth's... I can't say his name right because I'm drunk. Uh, the King Killer Chronicles. Oh, Patrick Rothfuss. Yes. What? Because he has... the oh, his cloak. His cloak. No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And no, but I did. <laughs> I love those books, but I don't think so. Oh, mm-hmm. um, although I will say that Diana Gabaldon's son, Sam Sykes, is a pal of Patrick Rothfuss's. Oh. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Anyway, Patty. So she, um, she has leaves. her prostitute meal. She has her prostitute meal, goes back upstairs, and then there is And then gets, like, weirdly wife-shamed by <laughs> Madame Jean. <laughs> yeah, weirdly. So weird. And then the prostitutes are like, oh, damn. No, I think they're mostly like... What's going on? Okay. And then she goes back up to the room. And then there is a shady character there who threatens her. And then the episode ends. He's looking for something that belongs to Jamie. I don't know if it's treason related or uh, bidness related, i.e. bootlegging related. But he is obviously a bad dude. And then he threatens her with rape and blackout. Yeah. Uh, there are some departures from the book here. That is one of them. That absolutely happens. It happens a little bit differently. First of all, because at one point, so elbow, elbow licking women, <laughs> uh, they, her friends chase them through the streets. And, uh, as they're being chased, they rip her dress. Oh, so shit. she also doesn't have clothes. Oh. So that's part of why she wasn't able to like leave and find food for herself. In the book, she's wrapped up in like a sheet and eating breakfast with prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, where did your chef go? 
by the way, I want to give a little shout out here to our friend Keenan Caldwell. Oh yeah. A, first of all, uh, Keenan and Scotty Caldwell are two very good friends of ours. Um, and twins. They're twins. That's important to say. Wait, Scotty is a twin? Yes. Yeah. Her name is Keenan. Um, Scotty and Keenan. At some day, I mean, I have no idea when Keenan is going to come back to Chicago, not anytime soon. But when she's back, we'll have both of them on. We'll do a twin episode, but we'll have Scotty on sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> um, when Keenan comes back, we're going to talk about um, 18th century lingerie, but because she's a lingerie expert, it's really cool. Anyway, I'm Keenan. So uh, Keenan won't be on the show for a long time. Hopefully, we'll have Scotty back on soon. Julie and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, anyway, uh, the elbow licking woman. <laughs> Ooh, elbow licking woman. Um, looks like if you pushed really hard on Scotty and Keenan's spine and made them like five foot four, that's what they would look like. Mm-hmm. It looked just. It looked just. It like did a, look like a short Caldwell. Beautiful girls with lovely elbows. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Patty. Um, uh, that whole thing, they end up chasing them through the streets and ripping her clothes, and that's how she ends up needing to like leave and find breakfast wrapped up in a sheet. Uh, so then when the dude shows up, it's when she's looking for clothes to wear in like mm-hmm. the prostitute closet, which by the way sounds like a great sitcom. I really mm-hmm. should come up with that. Um, so do we have anything else we need to add? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think we have Je Suis Bolet, and oh. do we want to do scales? I don't know if there are scales for this episode. I mean, here's the thing. They, well, we could have wished it was longer the doing it's a hard time. Yeah, the doing it, doing it was great, but also I thought that there would be more. I know. Doing I actually it. have to give it an, an eight. Uh, you're wrong, though. The doing I it, know. the doing it when it was happening was high quality. High doing it, quality. I was led to believe yes. that there would be young boys. <laughs> okay, that's a reference that's we're not going to go into. That's a deep cut between me and Allison's friendship. Nothing to do with the show. That's that has nothing it's to do. It's back in it. our tennis days. <laughs> back when we played tennis. Professionally, I want you to know oh, that shit. Julie said back when we played tennis and then reached for the cherry bounce. <laughs> and I said, oh shit. And we all have to drink to it. And we all have to drink to it. Because that's a drinking game. Though, uh, I should also mention, someone said that God damn it should also be a part of the drinking game. There's it. too many drinking games, you there guys. Games. Listen, you, know you can't make drinking games off of what I say because I only have so many things in, to guys. say. Okay, we're, so skills. We're, we're at uh, 90 thing. minutes and one minute. We're, we're, not gonna, we're finishing up. We're not going to mention Ken Burns baseball. What I'm going to say is, here's the thing. The thing. Costumes, basically the same costumes as before, but very yes. good. Terry Dressbach, zipper on the corset, I salute you. I'm a big fan. Can, Thank can you. we just make a quick note about, uh, I'll make a quick note about it in that first, that the first 10 minute, the last 10 oh, fuck, I'm sorry. Uh, the last 10 minutes of the episode prior to this, where there was those two casks that. Oh, had, one old one and one new yeah, one on it was either very, side. It was very obvious. And I, I you was, had a nice I, set dressing I, moment. I just wanted to like appreciate these set dressing. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Set they're good. Yeah. They're good at their jobs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so costuming, Great. Fine. Just n- nothing particularly new to report. But yeah. really, really great. And that mm-hmm. zipper, A+. Plus. Costuming, <laughs> costuming in this episode was more about how great it would be to take it off. Yes. Which is uh, th- which it. is considered. Yeah. And you have to think about that. So it's really, A plus. really Cherry good. Bounce. Cherry bounce. Cherry <laughs> bounce. A+. Um, <laughs> Copper boom for Gummer Girls fans out there. Anyway, uh, 
then there were there's the get up to get a beer matrix which we did it several times during but our live we stream. always paused it we, yes you're right we didn't stop the episode would abs- i would never in a million years i wouldn't have asked you in one moment any at any no. moment even when no. i had even when i visibly had and knew that even after we just paused i had an empty glass me too i sat when there. my beer was empty i would never no yeah this is like up there in terms of being well, it's a payoff. Like, being sort of laced to the screen, it's up there with the fucking witch trial. It's a payoff way. episode. You can't. You just. You got to watch the whole thing through. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. So those are our scales. Doing it. Costumes. Drinkability. Mm-hmm. That's just gonna leave our je suis spoiler. But first, we have to do the golden pample. The golden pample moose. TGP. Oh, and, and Janine can pick one this time because he's seen the episode. So oh. Janine, who gets the golden pample moose from you? Let me stretch. <laughs> really feel who gets the golden pamphlets because I feel this is a great honor bestowed upon me to choose this. And we should once again thank Dr. J, aka Dr. Julie, who has told us we can call him Julie uh, because. But that's confusing and a little bit weird. It's Julie and she's, Dr. Julie. She's, she's Dr. Dr. I prefer to refer to her as Dr. J. Dr. J, aka Dr. Julie. But Dr. Dunk. J. Teaching us fundamentals and also giving us the name the Golden Pample Moose. Janine, your pick for the TGP of the W E E K. Oh shit! You know what, Claire? Ooh! And it was it was Catrimona? a it was yeah it was a battle just now in my head between her and Jamie and uh, Old Fergus. Ah, okay. And old it's Fergus, a very good scene. And old and that was a great moment. And Jamie also did the job he needed to do inside of all of that. But coupling <laughs> inside all of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> coupling I mean I, I'm I'm actually remembering the last moments of uh the previous episode, which they showed in this episode, of uh, Katrina's uh, Buffalo's uh, smile, half smile, smile, half smile, not half smile. terror, half yeah. terror, half yeah. uh, half like literal like fear of what could happen when this person that she hasn't seen for twenty years turns around. And I, I, I don't think that that was lost in the entire episode. I think the entire episode mm-hmm. existed with that, and not to say that it didn't exist with Jamie. But she just had the benefit of having an extra moment uh, previous. So, yeah. I, like, it's given to her. But I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, I will. I'm going to give it to her, too. Yeah. Uh, for one moment in particular. The moment when she becomes so self-conscious about her body. That was such a great moment. Which is. Jesus, man, that was such a great moment. First of all, it's very hard to sympathize. Because obviously this woman is it's not hard to sympathize. Julie, you have the best ass of any woman I brain, know. And you still get insecure about your body. In the brain, this is true. Julie I understand has an incredible it. ass. Everybody the, should know this. In the brain, I understand it. Like, you haven't seen this person for 20 years. You've aged 20 years. These things have happened to you. Obviously, it's going to be weird and you're going to be nervous. But... She sells it. What I'm saying is she sells it. She sells it hard. She, su- she, she sold the fuck out of that, that moment, yeah. which is hard to believe given that we are actually <laughs> looking at her perfect body. So, and you know the, what? You sold it. And also, given the fact that she and Jamie as actors have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And, like, we can't, we can't forget that. And, like, that's important. I don't think they're... 
I think that that might have been a uh, spin machine thing. Yeah, I think that that might honestly be fan wish fulfillment. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think they're But you know what? I think those two people are um, understandably great friends. Like, you watch an interview of the two of them. And and they they work very well together, yeah. Like, a great deal of pleasure in each other's company. And I I, I think that we we can't discount that, though. Like, yeah, no, no, no. That comes through. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. They would have the most beautiful babies of any people ever. Uh, they could, they could just fucking high five, and I would be okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm yeah. sure they've done a lot of that. Yeah, I bet, they, I bet they high five a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, mm. it's just whether which body parts they high five with, and I'm guessing <laughs> it's their hands. It's okay. If it's All right, who's your TGP? Fine. You know, it's really it's hard because there's just it a way is, to talk it's, about it's this hard. episode and not it's hard. snigger about almost any word you use. Penis. It's it's wet. It's <laughs> no. It's wet um, like Chicago right now with all of our rain. You guys, Janine is hammered. <laughs> I can't wait for us to be done so I can go drink beer and not be judged. <laughs> oh, I'm not judging you. I'm just we are supporting you. So I, I, I believe that you. as well. So <laughs> I, uh, God, you know, one of the things I love most about this moment is that it's not like you and I are drunk. We're drunk. No, I'm drunk. But the people who listen to the show every week, and there are a surprising number of you, and we is, love you all. I'm like. That's not blowing smoke up your ass. It, it gives us a lot of joy to know that there are people that take a similar amount of pleasure in loving and also telling jokes about the show at the same time. It makes me feel so good and happy. And we really just love you. We love everything that you send us and we love everything you say. And it's wonderful. All of the shit we did live today was really great. But the thing <laughs> is, because I know you listen to all the episodes... And I know that you're invested in us as people because you're curious about like how we became friends and and when <laughs> Janine is going to watch an episode of which episode it should be. You're actually invested in these things, which is so wonderful because I am too. But I know that you've listened to a lot of these episodes and you know <laughs> that Janine sounds really different. <laughs> I'm and also, I want you guys to understand that every sound you hear like this. That's it's, Janine. It's Aaron. Time. It's Janine just going, you know what my elbows need? Tables. <laughs> Where every week, every week he's like, watch your elbows, you guys. He'll, watch your he'll elbows. wave his hands. Watch your elbows. He'll wave his hands and go, I just want to remind you of a couple things. If you're going to be loud, you have to lean away from the mic. Please remember watch your that elbows. you can whisper. Watch your elbows. And then watch your elbows. Watch your elbows. And this week it's like... And that's all me. And it's all him. <laughs> anyway, it's a delight. So, it's you know so what? Fun. You know what? I'm going to say this. I'm glad it's not me this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should also know that that's going to... I'm sure if you make it all the way through this episode, you'll notice there are a lot more weird sounds. And it's because we got Janine just shit-canned. <laughs> so, um, so he's not on the, work, on the watch. Anyway, my TGP... Is it totally cheating to give it a tie? Because no, here's the thing. No, I, I absolutely agree. No, there are no rules. The, the no. best moment in the episode is Katrina crossing her arms in front of her chest. It's oh, the, that was it's fucking... It's the best moment It was a really episode. good moment. Yeah. But, God damn it. Here, here's the thing. Watching... Knowing, it's not like Sam Huon's ever been bad. He's never been bad. He's always been good to pretty good. And there are like maybe one or two moments where you're like, okay. But this shit, um, watching him just look at her 
with like fear and wonder and love and regret and grief and remorse. And we're much more accustomed to Katrina Buffman being able to do 97 things at once. She, it's been true almost the entire time she's been on the show. She can do very complex layered work. Uh, it's newer to see Sam Huon do that kind of complaint, which is not to say he hasn't done great work. He has, particularly at the end of season one. And but it's taken him some time, and we've we've noted, well, and we've it's, noted it's that too. It's sometimes easier to play tragedy than it is to play something as complicated yeah. as this is, because this mm-hmm. isn't. It's not just joy. It's joy and grief and remorse and anger and longing and all and nervousness and all of these things. And he does a very good job. So mm-hmm. I really like as much as I loved little tiny baby Ian and I do want to pour a little bit out for Jordy bless ya you really sold the hell out of your moment salt water though that's what he needs to drink <laughs> NACL um, I think I, this is a if we had been doing the TGP during the wedding that also would have been a like a double whammy it would have mm-hmm. been a tie for me and I think that it's fitting that this also is mm-hmm. so I'm going to go ahead and have this be a tie okay. um, and then I'm just going to make a rule that I don't get to pick either of them for the next couple of weeks because this is totally cheating alright fair so we're going to do a very brief I promise spoiler second je suis spoiler at the end of this but first we need to say thank you to all of you for listening for tuning in and watching our live shit even when it was a hot mess to get there it was so fun to see all of the things you had to say we'll probably do this every once in a while now that we know how easy it is on facebook probably on facebook and we have some other things that we're thinking about doing for our patreon patrons if you're interested in a slack channel let me know if you're interested in something else that we could do let me know we want to make sure it's worthwhile for you um on that note we need to thank all of our patreon patrons and there are a lot of you including a bunch of new ones this week thank you so much but in particular amanda newton beth Locke, flourish root molly layton dr j who is julie but will always be dr j to us lara magnuson friday payton jen lander drunkland it still makes me smile every time Kathleen Moniz, Katie Kirshner, Catherine Galindo, Kiki the Wise, aka dots, dots underscore poetry underscore corner. Who's <laughs> moving very soon and good luck with your move, dot slash Kiki, and we will absolutely come do a con in India at some point. Uh, Kara Marlowe, Yvonne Kaiser, Anne Gavin, Ruth McCormick, aka uh, Gilly. Um, <laughs> yep. That's sure. her DD character name. Uh, Lind, L Y D. It's like L L Y uppercase D. Lid, lied. Um, L Y D. We'll just call you L Y D. I wanna love, love you. L Y D. Pretty young thing. Wait, that doesn't work. Um, L Y D. Anyway, and Trish McCrary. Thank you so much. It makes us, it makes it so much easier for us to do the show knowing that, like, we don't, um, have to worry about about the costs of hosting so much and it's expensive to host shows as long as ours are um, to occasionally yeah Mm -hmm. to occasionally not have to worry about the cost of booze um, and a bunch of the other things that are necessary like paying for the t-shirts that a lot of you are going to get which are coming up they will be there don't worry we want to thank you so much for that and everybody for listening if you like the show you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash podlendercast you can follow us on twitter at 
Podlandercast. You can also back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podlanderdrugcast. And for the first time this week, if you have questions, thoughts, suggestions, and you don't like social media, and I don't blame you, you can email us at podlanderdrunkcast at gmail.com. Oh my God. You can also reach out to us individually on Twitter at pagel underscore Aaron, at Julie Starby, that's star B-E-E, and at Allison Shue. Um, also, we'll probably keep occasionally doing Instagram live things, and that'll be on my account, which is Allison Shue. I just need um, to make a quick note, though. If you do uh, highlight me on Twitter, it'll take me one to two days to recognize it, and then I will go like. <laughs> it's true, but just keep doing it, listeners. He's so drunk. He's just really. There's water in my hand. It's okay. It's adorable. No, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Uh, if you don't want to hear anything about what might be coming up in the next few episodes, this is your time to tune out. If you do, give us just a second. Maybe we'll play Yakety Sex. Maybe we'll play for the first time. Maybe there won't be any music, and we'll just go bon Jovi, bon Jovi. for a reason. Uh, and then um, we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Romeo was bleeding <laughs> and you can't see his blood guys he's so wasted so and we're, and we're back je suis spoiler <laughs> I think what Mr. Willoughby says when he says something to Claire and then Jamie translates awkwardly it seemed he weird he says honorable wife and I'm pretty sure what he said was honorable first wife. <gasps> so Julie oh. has already been spoiled on Twitter that Jamie is married again. Which I have to admit, I'm su- I'm surprised that it was not spoken about in this episode. Oh no, that's the whole point. That's yeah. why they're all so standoffish about it. And right? everyone's weird, right? But also like, doesn't, doesn't Jamie like shouldn't shouldn't Jamie say that I, I, I don't know he's terrified she would just leave understandable I mean he did fuck her though I mean but but he's got his uh, he he doesn't know where she's been she doesn't know where he's been she could have thought he was dead they do add, and this isn't in the book there's the moment where he starts to say something to her and she says we don't have to do this all at once all okay. I care about is boning did you. you? <laughs> no. The only question I have is, did you fall in love with anyone else? And mm-hmm. he says no. No. And, and that's the truth. Yes. But it's also very difficult for anyone of any childbearing age at that period in time to not be married. Yes. And uh, without getting into it, we will find out this is a relatively recent marriage that didn't last very long. I know who it is. Yeah, we're not going to go into that. Anyway, I think the translation is honorable first wife. We'll see. Um, And that's also a very interesting thing, too. um, Because in that time, as I spoke about the foot binding earlier, there was... uh, The the only reason I really know this is because of uh, Ming Tsai. (laughs) Sometimes he has his parents come on and cook on his show with him. Have you ever seen it when his mom is there? Mm -mm. She's incredible. But they were talking about one of his great grandfathers who had four wives. Sorry, three wives. Because I need three wives to play Mahjong. (laughs) So you have a first wife, and that is the the top wife. That's the alpha wife. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have the others probably, presumably younger, presumably less... um, smart. I don't know. But 
you're hedging your bets. You have all these wives, but there was always a term of honor for the first wife mm. because mm. she was the one that started. She, she's the matriarch. She's the one that's running shit. But I always loved, I need three wives. I need four to play Mahjong. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having a hard time remembering the other things we said we were going to talk about. I remember oh, Mr. Uh, Willoughby. I knew we were going to talk about him being married because I have, unfortunately and unwittingly, because I suck at this, dropped spoilers about it the whole time. Because I know, I know. You don't know that because there have been like four episodes in a row where I've had to stop and say, we have to go back and redo this because Janine needs to take this out because you can't fucking talk about Jamie being married. <laughs> yeah, it's a spoiler. We can't talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, but I, there was but something I knew. else. There was. Uh, oh, so um, when Claire finds out about Willie in the book, it's way after she finds out about him being married. Oh, so this okay. is why I so think it's a, it's a really smart choice. Mm-hmm. Because can you imagine you reunite with the love of your life? He doesn't tell you that he is married again, and then you find out presumably you get back together. I don't think this is going to be a spoiler. I assume mm-hmm. you don't think the show ends when Claire finds out that Jamie got it's married again. Over. Right. Um, <laughs> and then months later you find out he also had a child that he didn't tell you about. Wouldn't you like me? I would hit the that's, fucking roof. That's what you, you said this in the episode. Yeah. You'd kick him in the nards. Yeah. So I think it's a really, really smart choice um, mm-hmm. because there are, there are multiple when we get to that part of the story, uh, there will be a, a lot of big shocks. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's good to sort of limit them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Is there anything else we said we were going to talk about? Was just no. spoiler. Not that I know. Okay. We're gonna, <laughs> remind me if I said we were going to talk about something and we didn't. I'm not eating that cookie, Janine. I will. All right. Uh, I want to thank Jen Moniz for making these beautiful cookies. I want to thank Meng Math- Math- Distilling for making this delicious cherry bounce. <laughs> so I want to go eat a bunch of crackers because I have to record not one but two podcasts after this now. Allison. After this? Good God. I'm fine. I honestly have had a lot less to drink than either of you. Mm-hmm. That's I, fair. Here's my cherry bounce. No! Oh, Aaron, stop. Stop, stop, done. stop. Dun, 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 dun. All right. You know it's serious when we call him by his given name. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be it for this week's Podlander Dreadcast. Uh, we are starting to line up some really great special guests. Also, a bunch of you seem to have either started listening recently or only recently figured out we're in Chicago because I had some questions about meetups. We will be doing another live show soon. I don't know when. It will probably be December because we can't do a live show on Sunday morning without spoiling the episode for a bunch of the people who come to watch. So it'll probably be once the season has ended, but we will absolutely be doing another live show. In the meantime, if you live in Chicago, let us know and we can do some kind of meetup and I'll talk about the episode and that would be really fun. Um, for now, that's it. Let yeah. us know what you think. Podlanderdrunkcast at gmail.com. I'm very so excited cool. about this. Oh my it God, took me way too long. It was so address. easy. It was like, so easy. But also, what are, what are people going to email us? Pictures of dicks. Probably. I was going to say, what if we get dick pics? Lots of dick rocks. It's going to be dick Lots pics. Of Here's dick the thing. Rocks. Every time Kevin Lambert of Dude Lander sends me a quote unquote dick pic, it's a picture of Dick Tracy. <laughs> And then I send him a vagina pic, and it's an anatomical diagram of a vagina. Nice. How does he react? By sending me a dick pic. Another Dick oh, Tracy pic. Tracy? Yeah. Oh, dick Tracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> May I recommend a photo of a papaya? That's a good oh, idea. That's, that's, a, good idea. that's a good vagina photo. Hey, that's a good idea. Kevin, papaya. <laughs> Kevin doesn't listen. 
I'm going to text him right now. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. We love you. You guys are the best. This is one of the best things that we all do, and we're so happy about it. So thanks for making it possible. Have a great week. Um, just go back and watch the second fucking where they're just kind of rocking at each other all the time, and then grab someone you love and rock them like a hurricane. <laughs> Here I am! Rock you like a hurricane!